0: Dictinus grants us clear voices, strong sound, and good reads. Sword play is a dance of sorts, an understanding of the logical, most sophisticated next step. Welcome to Tarot Swords, the 218th episode of Three Pagans and a Cat. Our opening today is courtesy of novelist Lisa Bergren. Our opening and closing music is credited as Frost Waltz Alternate by Kevin MacLeod of Incompetech.com and licensed under Creative Commons by
1: Attribution 4.0. You may call me Ode. Merry Meet, my name is Gwyn, Ode's mother, and I'm sorry I wasn't here last week. I needed a mental health day, and I, I enjoyed having that little bit of a time off. Mm-hmm. But now I'm here to talk about tarot. Back to tarot. Back to tarot. Return of tarot. The return of tarot.
0: But before that, we got to do housekeeping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, just as a reminder, we will be at Convocation yep. from the 23rd to the 26th of this month, February. Yep. You. Um, so that's coming up. If you're going to be in the Southfield area, mm-hmm. consider joining us. Absolutely. Um, we are going to be teaching a cumulative four classes. Yes. Gwen and I will be teaching three, and then Gwen is also teaching one.
1: That's right. I'm going to be teaching um, a course on Green Earth Witchcraft, for an mm-hmm. introduction to Green Earth Witchcraft.
0: So it's the first recording of February, which yep. means it
1: is time to... Read all the patron names. Everybody sit back, get your favorite beverage. Do do you want to do it this time? No.
0: No, I've rejected. Okay. (laughs) I tried. Reject. You can't say I didn't try. (laughs) All right. We have 31 kittens. We love you, kittens. Thank you, kittens. There are 23 cats, and their names are... Annalise Scharfenberger, Jeremy Glazenhart, Renjamin, Tiffany Kozash, Willow Green, Ebby, Nikki Norcross, Renee Nyan, Amber Stark, Kelly Burt, Nova Misco, Annabelle Lee, Rose Shepard, Candy Russell, The Dryad, Claire K.R. Miller, Squiggy, Elisa Durka, Kelly Burt, Coney Briggs, Shokora, Rebecca Hillman, and Cindy Barrick. We love you cats. We do love you cats.
1: <laughs> there are 58 hunters. We love you hunters.
0: And their names are... Adriana Wicker, Sarah Goff, Lisa and Dean Gore, Scout, Lisa N., Heather Weidman, Annie Ray, Tom Warfell, Brandon Adair, CJ Kaufman, Hexaluna, Mary Rose, Misa Skye, Asipiter, Ivy Rose, Cameron Grant, Alicia Ann, Maharat, Talia Franks, Justin Harrell, Knight Ryan, Druidic Heart, daughter of oak mock 2556 alicia noble precious fire sophia duncan roanoke the wiccan wizard sam wise the blonde kitty catastrophe charlene hughes goddess incognito la petite poison loriana lee Knapp, saga melissa Gerben, maddie kunes megan kipper corvus feliday kai oakenshield teresa tomblin rochella and dusfie david dash and keys zamina kokoro Amy Martin, Sky Beers, Jim Two Snakes, Serenth Odinson, Uchi Ursa, Victoria Selnes, Finn, Alyssa Addy, Ray Lathrop, Quinn Ann ASMR, Dahlia Darge, Jessica Jones, Sky, and Charles Howison.
1: Thank you, hunters. You know we love you. Yes. Now for
0: leopards, we have nine leopards, and their names are Anita Road, Jody Cozy, Luna. Kimberly Squeaky Reynolds, Alex Robinson, Eleanor Faithful, Chris Colibri, Gemma Atkinson, and Gary Bearstorm.
1: We love you, leopards. Thank you to our leopards. Yes, definitely. Always thank you to all our patrons. We have five tigers,
0: and their names are Around Grandfather Fire, Weavers of the Web ATC, Kelly and Jim, Amanda Hicks, and Crystal of Apothecary Teas.
1: We love you, tigers.
0: We have two Panthers, and their names are Laurel Jade and Don Taylor. We love you, Panthers. We do. And we have three Jaguars. Jaguars. And their names are Lori Phillips, Nolan Hayes, and Justin Stanage. Thank you, Jaguars. <laughs> thank you, Jaguars.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is all the patrons. All the patrons. All the names have been read. Thank you, thank you, thank you. For sticking with us, for your patronage, for your support, and thank you to all of our listeners. We mm-hmm. love each and every one of you. We do.
0: Oh, that's right. And Elle is a Kofi fi hunter. That's right. Which I forgot that we have the Kofi, fi and I'm going to have to add that to my mental list yes. of, of things to look up when that that's comes right. around. That's <laughs> right.
1: We have a fi hunter. We're going to wrap up the housekeeping. It's... We are house kept. And thankfully (laughs) house-swept. Beautiful. Now let's get moving, because these terror episodes take a long time. Well, we'll just have to hurry our little selves through it. Uh Uh-huh.
0: All right. This is the swords suit. Yep. So first, I guess we talk about the general character of the sword suit. It's sometimes, sometimes you'll see it called, like, the athames, Mm -hmm. um, or just the knives or the blades, but swords is the traditional one. Traditional general it's associated with the mind and intellect. And the element of air. Yeah, which I fight about all the time. <laughs> um, you probably remember this from our previous divination episodes. I personally associate swords with fire and wands with air, which is the diametric opposite of how they're supposed to be.
1: It is definitely opposite for me. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, it is inspiration, communication, the mind. Uh-huh.
0: Intellect, Intellect. power, and activity are sort of my watchwords for swords. Mm -hmm. They often have to do with actions, like specific actions that you perform or can perform Mm -hmm. or that are being performed
1: on you. Yeah, see, that's more wands for me, but we can get into that later. Uh,
0: And and Gray is still on my side with the fire versus air swords debate. Well,
1: (laughs) fine.
0: They're forged! You go
1: ahead and do that.
0: So we're going to start with... The Ace of Swords. Yep. All Aces are pretty much the same. Yeah. Um, they just mean a new thing mm-hmm. related to the overarching premise of the suit. Yeah. So, so an ace be, of swords is a new idea. Yeah.
1: New ideas, maybe clarity. Yeah. Success for something that you now, can see ahead of
0: you. The the only thing I will say with the Ace of Swords, as distinct from I think all other of the Aces, is that it doesn't necessarily have to be a completely new No project so like an ace of cups is a whole new relationship An Ace of Wands is a whole new creative project, mm-hmm. which we'll get to later. But, but, this is... but an Ace of Swords can be a breakthrough mm-hmm. in an existing project exactly. because it's a
1: new line of thought. Or a new perspective exactly. on an old idea. That's why it can be a new idea. It can be clarity. Exactly. So, it can be success. Exactly. This is the one
0: Ace that has like a few other yeah. nuances where it can be not just like a completely new project, but right. it can be like a new perspective on yeah. or a breakthrough in an existing
1: project. Exactly, which um, I think makes it kind of an interesting card. Yeah, it's a
0: it's a special ace. It's, it's the a,
1: only one that's like this. It's the only one that does that. Now here comes the two of swords. Yes.
0: So something we should talk about, I guess, is that the swords suit can be a little
1: challenging, rough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, it's a lot of people's least favorite suit, just because it involves a lot of struggle, and it starts right here with the two of swords. Difficult decisions.
1: Um, um, yeah. I usually call this the the blind crossroad. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And for me, it, it is definitely, you have to make a decision and you're just stuck. And you can't, or you're not willing to make that decision. Yeah, because I think it's, it's
0: hard. I think it's an unwillingness more than like yeah. a,
1: a lack of opportunity. Sometimes it's an impasse. Right. But a lot of times it's just you're not willing. You're, you're, you're not willing to commit. You're not willing to commit or you're not willing to... To see past your own ego, desires, Mm -hmm. ideas, whatever. You're not willing to see past whatever your individual issue is to move forward and make a choice. And I would say the thing with
0: the Two of Swords that distinguishes it from some of the other choice cards... Mm -hmm. Is that how I usually describe it to querants is that you don't and can't know Mm -hmm. all of the circumstances or all of the consequences related to this choice. And that's what makes it such an intimidating choice that's Mm -hmm. difficult to commit to Mm -hmm. is that, you know, you don't know what all the consequences will be or, you know, that you don't have all the information. So that you can't necessarily make the choice that you want, that you want, make. or that yeah. will have the the, the, the optimal the, the optimal outcome, because yeah. there's no way for you to know what the optimal outcome will be. So unfortunately, that is the specific kind of choice that a Two of Swords represents, Which and makes that's, it hard. exactly, and that's why it's so challenging. Yeah,
1: because like, when and that's
0: what's that, like I said, that's what separates it from other choice cards exactly. like the Lovers. Yeah, exactly.
1: Even with the Two of Pentacles, you've got a choice, like mm-hmm. you know, a crossroad that could be yeah. Left there are right. there are
0: there are multiple. Pull choice yeah. related cards in the deck exactly this, this one is challenging this specifically is because challenging. it's it's limiting your your view of the information yeah. it's a blind yeah choice. it's a blind choice Yep. The
1: third.
0: This oh, is a lot of people's most hated card. Yeah. This
1: is the three of swords, especially if you're bringing it up if it comes up in a relationship. God for forbid. Breeding. Oh my god. Um.
0: So this is the one I always call the heartbreak
1: card. Yeah.
0: It's usually presented as a heart literally impaled
1: on three swords. Yeah. It It's usually includes some. It can include some kind of betrayal. Mm-hmm. Uh. Backstabbing. Not necessarily. Oh, well, that's true. I will say there are. But. There are.
0: There are. There are definitely other cards on the sword suit that will indicate, indicate betrayal that. specifically but three of swords just sort of means like something's breaking down grief and yeah heartbreak. loss the Sorrow. loss of something. yeah. Usually because of the sort of associations, mm-hmm. this is related to a relationship of some kind, but it mm-hmm. doesn't have to be. No. You can also have the heartbreak card in relation to like a job that you're going to mm-hmm. lose or that you need to quit. Mm-hmm. It can be related to like the loss of a loved one outside of a romantic relationship. Yep. So like a parent dying or something like that. It can mm-hmm. be related to that.
1: But it is always something
0: that's... Mm-hmm. It can even be related to like the loss of a personal skill. Yeah. Like if you had an accident and became disabled or something and the heartbreak card could represent sort of your struggle with that loss of function mm-hmm. which a lot of people <laughs> with long COVID are experiencing currently I'm yeah sorry. it doesn't have to be relationship related and no. it doesn't have to be like a betrayal or a, a sign that like a relationship is inherently broken but it does mm-hmm. mean you're going to lose something, something mm-hmm. and that loss will hurt mm-hmm. grief says "Luke
1: guru yeah yeah, yeah. definitely so that's a it's a hard one. Mm-hmm. It's a hard one for people to get.
0: And yeah, it's awful to get that in, in a relationship, in a relationship reading. reading.
1: Yeah, you're just like, oh my god, <sighs> no, please. Like I <laughs> hope
0: you were. I hope you were mentally prepared for what's about to happen.
1: Yeah, but then you get the four of swords. Yes, um, I like four, of, the four of swords. Four of
0: swords. I actually am in love with.
1: Yeah, um, four is, of swords is like rest, relaxation, mm-hmm. almost. I call it, yeah, I call it enforced rest. Yeah, enforced rest. Mandatory leave. Mm -hmm. The
0: standard iconography for a Four of Swords Mm -hmm. is the Tomb of a Knight Mm -hmm. with a sword on his sarcophagus Mm -hmm. and, you know, three swords sort of on the wall. Right. um, Representing previous campaigns. Mm -hmm. That actually comes from, this is a bit of history trivia for you, that uh, comes from a tradition that they had during some of the Crusades. The Crusades Mm -hmm. went on forever and in a lot of places, so there were very traditions, but in some places at some times during some crusades, there was a tradition that knights who were going on crusade would have a, like a mock funeral at mm-hmm. home before they went mm-hmm. with the expectation that they might die on the way. Right. And so like this was to sort of create closure in advance. Mm-hmm. And so that's what this card is supposed to be representing. It's representing the knight making peace with mm-hmm. the inevitable, right? And that's, part of the energy of the Four of Swords card. right? It's rest, it's that sort of mandatory mm-hmm. taking a break, but it's also, uh, there's like a meditation quality to it. Yeah, there's um, a
1: recuperation yeah, quality to it as well. Uh, a
0: peace seeking, mm-hmm. rather than like a peace just yeah. sort of inherently existing. Mm-hmm. It's it's the act of making peace with a difficult situation. Right. So, which I think is part of why it's really good that this card follows Two and three. Right.
1: Difficult decision and heartbreak. Heartbreak. Because then you have to step back Mm -hmm. and regroup and recover.
0: Yeah. And I think the the four... Of Swords is a lot about recovery as a process rather than a state. Mm-hmm. The act of resting mm-hmm. is an action of itself. Yeah. Rhiannon has an interesting comment. They say maybe it's just my deck, but my Four of Swords is more about self-doubt. That's how I would read a reversed mm-hmm. Four of Swords. A reversed Four of Swords for me would be stagnation. Yeah. And a, a hesitance to move forward because you don't believe you've completed this step, mm-hmm. which is not necessarily always the case. Right. I would agree with that. Oh, interesting. Rhiannon says that her reversed Four of Swords is about removing the blades and recovery. Great example of the differences
1: the decks make. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the cool thing about tarot mm-hmm. and about different decks is that you can have different meanings. The general theme yeah. remains the same, but how it's interpreted can change and be nuanced.
0: And then, of course, even different... Readers with the same deck will have different interpretations of the. Well, you and I I do all the time. So yeah, it's it's always really interesting to see. Yeah, the nuances developing. Mm -hmm. That's a good way to put it. So five of swords. This is one of the conflict cards. Conflict. Traditionally, the five of swords means defeat. But it's unclear in interpretation whether mm-hmm. it means your defeat or someone else's defeat. Mm-hmm. So this is a card that really needs context from the the spread mm-hmm. and from its placement and from the other cards around mm-hmm. it to determine what kind of defeat you're looking at. Yeah. It it can mean
1: winning at all cost. Brutality. Yeah. A ruthlessness. A ruthlessness. Which you could argue is a moral defeat. Especially like, you know, in the imagery in mine is of a battlefield where one one person has all the swords, mm-hmm. it's like he's done what he's needed to do to win, you know, taking as many lives as he could, kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, it's that that ruthless quality that mm-hmm. um, I really don't think I can describe it better than
1: brutality. Yeah, brutality, definitely, almost like a competition. Can, yeah. So
0: here's something here's something interesting which will make more sense when we get to wands. The fives are often some kind of conflict, but. There's a really interesting direct correlation between the Five of Swords and the Five of Wands. Mm -hmm. The Five of Wands is play fighting Mm -hmm. and the Five of Swords is like to the death. Right. If you directly compare these two cards, they're referring to almost the same kind of... Energy. Yeah, but just like taken to two different extremes Mm -hmm. where one is like healthy rivalry that helps you both grow and the other is mm-hmm. uh at the five of swords specifically is like Competition destruction that's destruction yeah. yeah
1: where you don't care what you have to do and in some to ways the other it's, person in order to get your prize
0: yeah and in some ways it's inescapable yeah like the only way out is to not play yeah. that kind of a thing kind of like a war
1: game yeah kind of thing.
0: do you believe in the power of the sacred fire join us on Around Grandfather Fire, a podcast where we discuss spirituality, mythology, animism, and culture around a digital fire. We'll be talking about witchcraft, paganism, heathenry, and all the other forms of spiritual expression that you can imagine. If you love hearing about how people practice their faith, how they use it to connect with others and to make sense of the world around them, and if you like to laugh while doing it, then this is the podcast for you. You can listen to Around Grandfather Fire on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever podcasts are found. Thank you to Jim for that commercial. We have... The Six of
1: Swords. The Six of Swords. I actually really like the Six of Swords. Yeah, it it can be a a good card to get in a reading, especially Mm -hmm. if people are looking for a change.
0: Yeah, so the Six of Swords in a single word is just transition. Transition.
1: You're going somewhere, Mm -hmm. whether it's physically, emotionally, mentally, or spiritually, Mm -hmm. you're on the move.
0: Yeah. I get Six of Swords in readings a lot when there's a sort of abuse dynamic, Mm -hmm. whether it's like would legally fit the definition of abuse or not. I get this card a lot in readings where someone is trying to sort of work up the courage to leave a situation, Mm -hmm. whether that's a relationship, a toxic workplace, Mm -hmm. anything like that. Six of Swords tends to come up. And I think that's because it's the transition, movement, change yep. card, travel, that has the most to do with sort of taking your power personally. Mm-hmm.
1: It's releasing baggage. Yeah. Letting go of what no longer serves. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's physically picking yourself up and moving from one place to another. It yep. can be very literal in transition, but it's definitely a card of movement.
0: Yeah. It can also represent like a trans transition. Mm-hmm. It can, it can be time to, to go talk to your endocrinologist or whatever. Yeah, Personal
1: transitions.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it's just sort of nice to get after.
1: um... After some, some really kind of some difficult. (laughs) Yeah. And something,
0: so something that's really interesting about the Six of Swords, which you can't really see on my particular card, but you see in a lot of them, there are two figures Mm -hmm. on a Six of Swords. There's a smaller figure that's usually understood to be like a child Mm -hmm. and a taller figure that's usually understood to be sort of their guardian or protector. You don't get to this on every deck, but yeah. I think I think it adds like a a quality of guardianship mm-hmm. to the Six of Swords where you can trust or seek out a protector, mm-hmm. a guide yeah. to to help you navigate this change.
1: Yeah, and I so think-
0: that can be a useful sort of element of the card.
1: Moving on to... Seven. Seven. This one sucks. Yeah. This is a sad one. This, this is, is a, this is the, this is the main betrayal. Yeah, this card. is this is the, the betrayal, betrayal card. card. Deception. Um, it's usually
0: a man stealing swords yeah. from what's implied to be like his own encampment. So right. like a deserter. Yeah. My particular card here is, but so seven of cards represents sort of unambiguously there will be a betrayal or a deception mm-hmm. which will lead to a loss in yeah. your life. Pulling off a con,
1: getting yeah. away.
0: Now I will point out there are. Potential positive connotations to a seven of swords. So it always represents some kind of lie or trick or con, but sometimes it's a lie or trick or con that you're pulling off. So if you get this in relation to like uh, work reading, Mm -hmm. this could be like time to do some time theft from your job Mm -hmm. or, you know, like pull one over on your shitty boss or malicious compliance or something like that. It could indicate something like that. Mm -hmm. But if you're not already planning some kind of deception Mm -hmm. this is probably a bad card to find in your read
1: (laughs) because it means if you're not already planning one someone else is yeah someone else is doing it yeah and you got to watch your back Mm -hmm. because it always comes up to me in a reading that um you know even if you're not the one instigating it somehow it's going to fall back on you yeah so
0: yeah it can indicate that like you're going to be scapegoated Mm
1: -hmm.
0: so yeah like i said this is a card that like even though there are potential positive connotations, it's just rough. Yeah. And if you're in a situation where this is your positive connotation, you're already in a bad situation. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, eight of swords. Eight. This is one of those where people, I, every people time. really divisive. This, yeah. But every time I get this in a reading, it, it's almost always indicating someone who's got a high level of anxiety, mm-hmm. nervousness, has racing thoughts, is Chewing on a problem that they're just not able to resolve. And yeah. a lot of times it's coupled with the Two of Swords. Yeah. Because they just can't make a decision. Yeah.
0: Eight of Swords, for me, when I'm describing it in as like a single word or phrase, I call it false imprisonment. Yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely. Because
0: the most important thing to understand about the Eight of Swords is that the
1: dilemma is in your head. Exactly, exactly. It's usually
0: portrayed as a woman who is bound and blindfolded and surrounded by swords. Mm-hmm. And that sounds like, oof, this poor victim is being really in a bad situation. But the thing is that you will notice if you study, if you study if you look the, at the image on the eight of swords, on a correctly illustrated eight mm-hmm. of swords, the ropes aren't tied. And
1: they're very loose. And, and she can loose. get out she- of them with trivial ease, because they're in. they her hands are in front. They're uh-huh. just looped. She could very easily, even if she couldn't release she can herself, down the she could pull down the blindfold. The swords are not touching her. No, nope, no, nope. it's just it's anxious worry about mm-hmm. self-doubt, yeah, anxiety, things that seem much bigger than they are. Yeah, and it is. It's a self-imprisonment.
0: Yeah, it's the the threat is not what you think it is, or it's
1: not as serious as you think it is, Mm -hmm. or it's easily solvable. Yeah, but you just aren't realizing it's something that you could actually put energy toward resolving Mm -hmm. because you're afraid to look at the situation. Exactly, exactly.
0: So Eight of Swords is always, like, people hate to see it. I see a couple of people mm-hmm. in the comments saying, like, they hate getting this card and that it yeah. comes up all the time. It's very difficult to talk to a client quer- who's got Eight of Swords because yeah. even trying to explain to them... You're doing this to yourself. Yeah, it's just an ordeal. It's a hard one. And it's... And obviously, I mean, no one wants to accept it, but basically you could call this o- Ostrich. Mm-hmm. This is the card of having your head in the sand. Yeah. Except instead of putting your head in the sand to pretend the bad thing isn't there Mm -hmm. you put your head in the sand so
1: you can just tell yourself oh i'm surrounded by bad things and i don't have any way out exactly and that's for me that's why it leads into the next (laughs) card yes which is the nine of swords obviously and the nightmare card The nightmare card even more anxiety even more worry
0: so I would say there is a distinct difference between mm-hmm. 8 and 9.
1: Yeah, I would agree.
0: Um, Rihanna Gray says if 8 is anxiety, 9 is terror. Yeah. That's true. I do. I do also think it's not just a question of degrees, though. Yeah, yeah. So 8 is your anxieties are preventing you from taking action. Right. 9 is your anxieties are causing you to take very bad actions. Yes. Yeah.
1: You're you're withdrawing, you're... Or you're lashing out or whatever. There there are
0: all kinds of ways you can react to that fear, but they are bad reactions. Mm -hmm. So I would say that's the difference for me between eight and nine is Mm -hmm. that eight is a refusal to take action because you're overwhelmed with anxiety. Mm -hmm. And nine is taking action while overwhelmed with anxiety. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. So, without addressing the source of that anxiety right. or or recognizing or acknowledging that yeah. it is that it is still irrational
1: yeah and it's become out of control irrational mm-hmm. yeah And then... And then there's the Ten of Swords.
0: So, the Ten of Swords is usually represented by either, like, a deer or a
1: man Mm -hmm. who has been... On the ground. Prostrate on the ground. Yes, who has been stabbed by Ten Swords. Yep. Betrayal, painful endings is really kind of what I get from this.
0: Yeah, I would say there's two ways to read the Ten of Swords. There's the, the standard way, mm-hmm. the way Gwyn reads it. The betrayals thing, I think, comes from the fact that the, uh, the figure is usually stabbed in the back. But mm-hmm. I, I don't find that the salient or most important issue of the Ten. Mm-hmm. I find the Ten of Swords is less painful ending mm-hmm. and more end of pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. The figure is no longer alive. Right. The figure is no longer suffering. They've gone through the swords journey and they're at the end of it. They're at the end. So I would say the Ten of Swords is almost euthanasia. Yeah. The Ten of Swords is definitive in the way that the death card is definitive. Mm
1: -hmm. What I think is interesting is in the Gilded Tarot, you have the man who's Mm. got the swords. He's all in gray, but in the foreground there's colorful flowers like you're at you've made it to the end of the journey. This is
0: why I have a and you find this in a lot of other mm-hmm. decks as well. Like my deck has a bunch of skewered birds and then one bird that is sort of triumphant mm-hmm. and and still alive. This is the reason I don't appreciate the exclusively negative interpretations of the 10 of swords. Mm-hmm. It's still the end of a journey. Right. One through ten in the suits is always the a, end of journey. a journey. Mm-hmm. But the nature of that journey is, just like the major arcana, cyclical. You will mm-hmm. go back around to one again. So for me, ten of swords is not painful ending. It is mm-hmm. the end of pain and therefore the promise of yeah. future regeneration.
1: I can, I can see that. However difficult this yeah. time in your life was... This mm-hmm. is the end. Yeah, that's the end. There are still new beginnings mm-hmm. to be had.
0: I think swords, this is something that frustrates me about how a lot of people interpret swords. Mm-hmm. They get an exclusively bad reputation. They do. People obsess over sort of the negative interpretations of sword cards. That's why you'll find like every third sword card has a betrayal connotation mm-hmm. because there's someone, someone was stabbed on the card. Like, that's not. And
1: I do have that a lot. Yeah, I know that's and
0: and like mm-hmm. that's very that's the standard mm-hmm. interpretation for a lot of swords cards is betrayal, pain, mm-hmm. death, destruction. Right. And I understand why that happens, but I think it is a misunderstanding mm-hmm. of the function of the swords. Mm-hmm. And and I understand why this happens is because to a human being a sword is a weapon. Sure. But in terms of the symbology of the cards. Mm-hmm. The sword is not a physical weapon. Right. It is not a source of pain. Mm-hmm. The sword is a representation of the mind and intellect. Mm-hmm. It is a a symbol which represents logic and reason. Right. So like in the three of, of swords, mm-hmm. you have the heart which is being penetrated by three swords. Mm-hmm. What that represents is not supposed to be like pain and misery. Mm-hmm. What that represents is this heartbreak will come about mm-hmm. because you are finally applying your incisive, intelligent, mm-hmm. logical mind to this relationship mm-hmm. and seeing the ways that it's broken. Right. That isn't pleasant,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? But it's not like the sword is not the
1: problem. Right. And it's and I agree with what Rhiannon says. A painful lesson is still a lesson. Mm-hmm. So yes, there is a lot of pain, heartbreak, things of that nature, indicated in the swords but there's also a lesson to be learned through all these things and not all of them are pain or betrayal you know you do have forward momentum
0: i think the the intellect element of the Mm -hmm. swords gets underplayed a lot because people focus so much on the consequences i understand like i said the heartbreak card right i call it the heartbreak card that's what it means right but it doesn't it's not about the the pain of the relationship being destroyed right it's about making that choice that Ruthlessly logical decision mm-hmm. to end the relationship, yeah. right? And I think part of the the reason that swords represent intellect is that in sort of the very structured system mm-hmm. of the tarot decks, obviously the, the real human mind doesn't work like this, right. but in the very structured system of the tarot, the sword, the intellect, is a very cold mm-hmm. and it's dispassionate. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have any of the emotionality you would get in cups. Right. Or the passion you would get in wands. It's a ruthlessly logical mm-hmm. decider. It's A-type. Yeah, it's, well, <laughs> and, and even more than that,
1: it's just, it's it's it cuts, unflinching. It cuts through. Mm -hmm. to the point. To to the bone. Yeah. It cuts through to the Um, the heart of the matter, the point. And it it does allow you to see with clarity, which is the whole point. And sometimes what you see is something ugly. Yes. Let's move on to the higher cards. Right. The court. The court. Because we have the page of swords, which is curiosity learning new ways to communicate
0: so communication for me is sort of always at cups right um i understand a lot of people do group communication in with swords for for Mm -hmm. like reasoning and language reasons i personally don't but i would say the page of swords is definitely new knowledge
1: Mm -hmm. learning yeah Uh, and and actively seeking new information Seeking new information and i think that's important Mm -hmm. especially since we come off the ten of swords With that individual lying on the ground, he's dead, but you've got that chance for new beginnings from there. And Mm -hmm. I think the page helps to usher in that curiosity, that newness.
0: In a way, yeah. I mean, Mm -hmm. the court is a little bit separated from the the number cycle, Mm -hmm. but yeah, there's there's definitely a bit of a connection there. Mm -hmm. I would say something to be careful of with the page of swords Mm -hmm. is that he doesn't have... A lot of critical thinking skills He's yet
1: young because all pages yeah <laughs> they're young are young they're all babies. pages are young energy uh-huh. which means they can be reckless yes
0: so sometimes the page of swords can be seeking forbidden knowledge mm-hmm. sometimes it can be seeking knowledge indiscriminately and mm-hmm. not being capable of sort of um, knowing how to apply it yeah not the the page doesn't have discernment yeah so the page might encounter information that is false or propaganda, mm-hmm. but not recognize it for what it is. That's yeah. the danger of the page of swords. Mm-hmm. But there is certainly a a um an intense curiosity, mm-hmm. uh, and that can be a very positive force to bring and into it, your life.
1: It is, and it can—it's a good reminder that we should always be teachable and willing to learn new things. Mm-hmm. Even though sometimes we have to rein ourselves in a little yeah. bit. <laughs> All
0: right, then we have the Knight
1: of Swords,
0: ambition. Yes, <laughs> the most ambitious the of most the knights.
1: Ambitious. This is a
0: knight who thinks someday he could be a king. Yeah. Um, Most of the knights don't. Most of the knights are relatively happy in their position.
1: Knight of Swords has
0: plans and dreams.
1: Driven. Yes. He wants to go and do the thing. Yes. Like now. Yeah, I would
0: say the Knight of Swords... I wouldn't say the Knight of Swords is the fastest moving. Mm -mm. I would say that's
1: probably the Knight of Wands. Mm -hmm. But the Knight of Swords is the most... Persistent. Yeah, and the most reckless. Yes. And again, it's that... I'm gonna get what I what I want. I can see what I want. I'm gonna make it happen. Swords
0: are very a to B. Mm-hmm. They're not gonna take a detour. They're very just linear. gonna they're just yeah, they're exactly. Linear is perfect. Mm-hmm. They're just gonna cut straight through the situation mm-hmm. from where they are to where they intend to end up. and they're not gonna take no for an answer. Or hesitate if you happen to be in the way.
1: And yes, Rhiannon, most opportunistic. Yes, which definitely. is where some ruthlessness can come in. Definitely, yeah. Um,
0: the Knight of Swords will absolutely take advantage of a shitty situation mm-hmm. if it can be turned to his purposes mm-hmm.
1: and he won't feel bad about it exactly um, like if you get a five of swords and a knight of swords is working good luck. together good luck
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah no a knight of swords just doesn't a knight of swords doesn't care about your feelings right and I just sort of doesn't even care about his own feelings. Very
1: purpose-driven. Yeah.
0: And is still at this stage in his mm-hmm. life getting orders from the king or oh, queen. yeah. But definitely has ambitions to become the king we'll, at we'll run over. Any, point. Yeah. We'll
1: run over any peasant to, to get it uh-huh. or, or any page yeah. to get what he wants. Yeah. You
0: know? And many a page <laughs> will be trampled underfoot, yes. Yep. Lube Guru says, smells like narcissism. Not quite. There certainly are court cards that have narcissistic tendencies. But the Knight of Swords, it's not even so much that he thinks himself the best or that he thinks you unworthy. It's just that he set the goal in his mind and he's so rigid and inflexible Mm -hmm. that he can't adapt. Yeah. Very
1: goal and rules oriented. Mm -hmm.
0: And just as often as it gets him to his goal, Mm -hmm. this leads him off a cliff. Yeah. Because he once the path is set, like there's he no. He doesn't
1: see any other way. Yeah, he he, just he gets stormers. blinders on. Yep. There
0: is no recalculating the route for a yep. Knight of Swords. Yep.
1: Now we're on to the Queen of Swords, which is many yes. people's favorite card. It's not one that I, you know, really identify with. Queen of Cups is more mm-hmm. the one I, or Queen of Pentacles, but Queen of Swords is very direct. Yes. She's, I call her the incisive visionary. Mm-hmm. Very independent. Mm-hmm. Very direct. Knows exactly what she wants. Yeah. All of
0: the queens are more active than their kings. She mm-hmm. is the most active queen. Mm-hmm. She's the one most likely to interfere in someone else's business.
1: And she is the queen that you do want if you need boundaries in your life. Sort of. Well, that's how I see her is she will help you set up boundaries that you might not otherwise be able to do.
0: I would say personally for me, the Queen of Swords is less likely to set a boundary Mm -hmm. than she is to punish an infraction. Mm -hmm. So like I might use the king uh, to help me set a boundary since territory is sort of more his business. Mm -hmm. But if someone infringed on those boundaries, the Queen of Swords is who I would want to help push them back out, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. She'll help you defend a boundary. Mm-hmm. I don't think she's as good at setting boundaries yeah, well, just because she doesn't recognize any.
1: You're right, that's true. And
0: this can also be a problem with the Queen of Swords. Mm-hmm. She doesn't recognize boundaries. She's not gonna be impressed with anyone else's, and she will push past them if she thinks there's something on the other side
1: that she wants.
0: All of the court swords mm-hmm. are not great at taking other people's feelings into account. Mm-hmm.
1: And I agree with Rhiannon as well on this, that she can find order where even the Emperor cannot. She's very... She imposes order. She imposes order.
0: That's sort of the visionary quality of Mm -hmm. of the Queen of Swords. She is calculating to a degree that is almost inhuman. Mm-hmm. There's almost an alien quality to the to the Queen of Swords because she is so extreme and so intensely oriented around her suit. You sometimes see the Queen of Swords presented impaled by her own sword. Mm-hmm. What that sort of represents, I think, remembering again that the sword doesn't represent a physical weapon, it re- mm-hmm. represents like the mind. Right. The power of the mind. Is that she's so sharp she cuts herself. Right. 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 She's so ruthless with her intellect that she'll even attack her own failures and faults. Mm -hmm. So at least she's equal opportunity
1: with her ruthlessness. That's true. But I do think that's a caution for people who do identify the queen of swords as their particular card that Mm -hmm. represents them is that you don't turn that ruthlessness Inward. inward. Yeah. You don't use that sword, that intellect to cut down your yourself. own yeah. self, yeah, be kind to yourself in a way that maybe the Queen of Swords is it's, not it's, able. It's to just be.
0: not capable of. Yeah. yeah,
1: she needs to coordinate with another
0: Queen to get some some feelings. The cups. <laughs> yeah, queen of cups. cups and Swords can cups coordinate. And swords
1: coordinate.
0: And this is something that's significant and and true about all of the suits because, like I said before, humans aren't like this. Mm. But in the suits, each. Suit has a very defined, specific territory. Mm -hmm. They're very compartmentalized in a way that human beings aren't. So you're almost never going to be working with just solely the influence of one suit. Mm -hmm. You're going to be working with multiple suits at the same time, because as human beings, we are multifaceted.
1: We are multi-suit. Yeah. Again, Brianna brought this up, but I've also got it on my own notes. She definitely speaks the truth. Now sometimes the truth can be painful to hear, but it is still something that's necessary.
0: It's not though. It's not always necessary. No, true. Sometimes a white lie does.
1: is That's true. is
0: necessary that's or true. is or is better for social cohesion. The Queen of Swords is not capable of telling the difference. Mm-hmm. The Queen of Swords cannot tell the difference between a white lie and a destructive lie, mm-hmm. so she will cut down all of them. Mm-hmm. That's that's a caution to have with the the Queen of Swords. Yes, mm-hmm. she always pursues truth. She always reveals truth. Mm-hmm. She I don't think is capable of lying. Right. As much as that is a positive, it can it under
1: can. the wrong which, circumstances be a negative. Which is the truth of any of the cards?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're all they can they all they, have they all potential
1: have a negative a aspects. Negative or positive? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, depending.
0: And then we have the King of Swords. The King. Oh, the King. Yes.
1: Now, if there's going to be a narcissist, this will be him. But if he's reversed, that's in my opinion.
0: I lightly disagree. That's okay. I will say that the King of Swords is an authority figure.
1: Definitely. Certainly.
0: certainly. Um, And he has an authoritative view of knowledge. Mm -hmm. Sometimes this actually pulls him into conflict with his queen Mm -hmm. because the queen of swords is so relentless in the pursuit of truth specifically Mm -hmm. sometimes she comes into conflict with the authority on knowledge Mm -hmm. of the king who can recognize moments where like Mm -hmm. this isn't a truth we
1: tell people right now yes because he does bring mental clarity
0: yes so the king of swords can tell when like it's not time for that uh, and she can't, and this sometimes causes conflict between them. Right. Which she usually just walks away from because she can leave and he can't. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> he's bound to his throne. I find the King of Swords often associated with certain kinds
1: of academia. Intellect. Yeah, mm-hmm. very intellect. And... There's an elitist quality. I wouldn't yeah. say there's a narcissistic okay, so maybe quality. narcissistic isn't the right word. Yeah, maybe there, elitist.
0: The, I, I think uh, a narcissist would be like the king of wands. But the king of
1: swords, I would say, is absolutely an elitist. Okay, that I would agree with, um, that, that that word would be a better choice.
0: Yeah, he, he believes in sort of organizing knowledge into mm-hmm. tiers of accessibility. Right. What knowledge you get depends on...
1: Where you are in what the tier.
0: What what tier you have access to. Mm-hmm. And a king of swords, especially if the king represents a person in your life, mm-hmm. may not be making fair judgments of who has access to which tiers. Now, an archetypal king of swords, just like the spirit of the card of the king of swords, mm-hmm. sort of by nature is making a, a correct judgment about which right. knowledge you're ready to have access right. to. In mm-hmm. that sense, he is a, sort of a wise teacher who is preparing lesson plans for you to sort of move you up gradually. But a physical person being represented by the King of Swords may not have that sort of higher calling. Mm-hmm. and Gray describes him as self-disciplined structure and routine, not kind or cruel, but efficient. Yeah, I would say there's certainly an efficiency to the King of Swords. That, yeah, that structure, I think, is sort of the the organizing yeah. of knowledge. Mm-hmm. The not just gathering it. So like the page of sorts tends to just sort of gather knowledge indiscriminately. Right. The king of swords takes that knowledge from the page mm-hmm. and organizes it into a system. Right.
1: I would agree with that. And then, of course, he is, as we mentioned earlier, he is also one who can see truth with, yes. with great clarity. Mm-hmm.
0: Not as indiscriminate with
1: it as, yeah. as the queen is, but definitely is very... He's able to see through a problem in a way that is logical mm-hmm. and makes sense.
0: I think I would say that the queen is raw intelligence Mm -hmm. and the king is wisdom.
1: Yeah, I think I could see that.
0: I think that the clarity that he has Mm -hmm. gives him an ability to take sort of the raw, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: um, almost supernatural intelligence of the queen and translate it into something functional. Yeah. Again, as always, my perspective... Uh, Yeah, and... These are uh,
1: our interpretations. And my
0: perspective on kings and queens is backwards from a lot of people's Mm -hmm. because I see queens as active and kings as stationary.
1: And the other thing is, too, it can change within the reading.
0: There's a reason we're going
1: to be doing
0: a final episode of this that's gonna cover spreads mm-hmm. and cross card interpretation. Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of the times a card in a specific place will mean something completely different. So that's why we're gonna do a whole episode on that. And that's gonna to have to be a separate conversation because otherwise mm-hmm. we would be here on each suit for like a year. Mm-hmm.
1: And actually I'm pretty proud of us. We managed to get this one done. We did. <laughs> because you know, <laughs> amazingly it, you could really talk about mm-hmm. the individual cards and their meanings just because, forever forever because you know there are they're so different especially if you have cards that have different images and those images speak to you mm-hmm. in a different way and,
0: and yeah and different or and it can be different ways from the other decks you have mm-hmm. you know like it's, there's a reason other than just like a tendency to collect things yeah that a lot of readers end up with multiple decks and it's exactly. because multiple decks Different decks speak differently. Speak to
1: you differently. And it's like the imagery on on the Gilded Tarot. I use that the most, Mm -hmm. um, especially when I'm doing professional readings, because that imagery really speaks to me. I think that is as important Mm -hmm. as what your book is telling you that the cards mean or what the traditional meanings are. um, Or what we tell you they mean. Or what we are saying. These are just our own understandings mm-hmm. our own interpretations.
0: But we do have that underlying that baseline that fall connects onto, it all.
1: Exactly. It all to to fall back on to connect to mm-hmm. to ha- to create an understanding so yeah. that so that we can have these conversations. We can have these conversations. There's a reason tarot is as popular as it is. Exactly.
0: But uh that is all the cards in the sword suit. The swords is done. So we're going to wrap up this episode. Yep, yep. You can find us on Google. If you google the number 3 and the words pagans and a cat or the number 3 and the letters P A A C. We have a website at the number 3 pagansandacat.com. We have links on that website to a variety of things including Gwyn's Patheos Pagan blog and a red bubble shop and our patreon Mm -hmm. where you can support us and help us pay rent other things and other things (laughs) like our our website hosting yes that's a big one (laughs) what else anything else tiktok oh that's right gwyn does tiktok instagram gwyn is on instagram there are a lot of scammers also on instagram yeah Remember that Gwen will never send you a message out of the blue offering to do a reading for you. Nope, never, never. So if you get one of those, it's fake.
1: That's right.
0: Uh, Also, she doesn't use a whole lot of emojis. No. (laughs) So if you get a message that's full of emojis, it's probably not from Gwen. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen some of those messages and it's like every three words there's an emoji. I don't know anyone who actually talks like that. I know, it's so weird. Yeah, I don't know. All right. Githa says, I almost made a comment about swords being my least favorite suit, but really it just shows up for me the most, so I have a knee-jerk, you again, reaction it, it to them. It does
1: tend to come up a lot.
0: But I think that's everything, so we are going to wrap it up. Yep. And we will see you again next week with a different topic. That's right. And I get to find
1: out what it is, and I very, won't tell you until shortly. Wednesday. Very shortly. It'll be secret. It's going to be secret. Yes,
0: uh, on Wednesdays, hunters can go on the Patreon and check what the upcoming topic is going to be so that you can leave questions and comments in advance.
1: Gwen is going to make a a list of things that I'm supposed to be adding to the Uh Patreon so that you can actually get your secret hint for upcoming episodes. So, goodbye! Bye!